0: Hey everybody, it's Justin. Welcome to the newest episode of Mayday, the Handmaid's Tale podcast. First things first, let's talk about FabFitFun. Uh, Black Friday was just this past Friday, which kicks off the holiday season. I know some of you are overachievers, but for those of you who are not and have not gotten all of your shopping done and are still in the market for something cool and fun and unique, definitely go to FabFitFun.com and check out their offerings. They are a seasonal subscription box with full-size, that's right, full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. All of the things that you get in these boxes, if you bought them separately, would retail for around $200, and you're going to get them for $49.99. And if you go to FabFitFun.com and use coupon code MAYDAY, you're going to get $10 off of your first box. That's right, $10 off of your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun.com and use the coupon code MAYDAY. Once again, you can get fashion, beauty, and lifestyle products from brands such as Glam Glow, Kate Somerville, Bear Paw beauty blender and more that is fabfitfun.com use coupon code mayday for ten dollars off your first box hello everyone welcome to mayday tiana you're here how are you doing
1: i am here i'm doing okay
0: i'm excited to talk with someone else last week it was just me it was sad
1: it's been very uh, lonely, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's crazy Everybody's time. Everybody's doing their own separate things.
0: It's a very crazy time right now for everyone. So yeah. It's hard to get together, so we do our best, but uh, we are pushing through. The holiday is almost here. Thanksgiving is uh, as of right now, tomorrow.
1: It's my favorite holiday.
0: Why is that? Why is it your favorite holiday?
1: Because it's like Christmas, but not religious and less stressful. Oh. This is going to be the first Thanksgiving in a long time that I only have one Thanksgiving to go to, and I'm pretty pumped.
0: That's awesome. That
1: means I can eat everything that I want to eat at the one Thanksgiving.
0: So you don't have to space it out. like Exactly. Try and figure exactly. out who's going to it's have It's not like
1: two days in a row. Garlic, now is it, garlic cheese grits, look out.
0: Garlic cheese grits? hmm So this is a good place for food. This yes. is the good. This is, If you had to pick one, would this be the one? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. for sure. Definitely. That's good. It has now, it has
1: the most of my favorite foods.
0: Now, what are your favorite foods? What's your go-to for for Thanksgiving? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, turkey, of course. Okay. And mashed potatoes. Yeah. And garlic cheese grits.
0: The garlic cheese grits uh, is fascinating, uh, which my dude.
1: grandma has made my whole life and I didn't like until I was pregnant and then suddenly it sounded like the best thing ever Switches and I have on. loved it ever since and now <laughs> Todd makes it. What else is awesome? Oh, Todd also makes this awesome cranberry sauce. It's
0: oh yeah, so delicious. See from scratch cranberry sauce kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, we make some too. Um, we found a really good recipe for it, and but I am also a uh, straight out of the can. Jo- I don't
1: mind the canned stuff. Yeah, it's just cranberry, different. It's, it's just a different yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, it's I just as good enjoy to make that. I yeah. can do either or. I'm, I grew up eating mostly the canned stuff because yeah. nobody liked it enough to bother making it from scratch. I don't. I don't know if I ever had from scratch. Uh, cranberry sauce until I married Todd. It's really actually. good if
0: you do it right, if somebody makes it for oh, you. It's, it's, it's very super good. good. It's very good. Uh, my go-to... My family's weird. Um, we were always more of a ham than a turkey on the one side that we mostly oh, on do. Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, really? it, it, my grandparents, they would do both. And yeah, the ham, my grandmother used to do both. <laughs> the ham would always turn out better than the turkey for whatever reason. Huh. Um,
1: Wait, did you do both because like people really really liked ham?
0: Uh, people really liked both. So oh, okay. At my grandma's
1: house, was or, there's always a ham and a turkey because my grandmother likes to cook for an army whenever she cooks. Yeah, that's how we despite were. Despite us uh, not being a huge family at her house. Now,
0: see, we were a pretty huge family as far as, like, everybody went, like, cousins and uncles and aunts. and. Oh, yeah, this one was not like that. Yeah, this was quite a few people, and so it was... They had, like, the old-school standalone roaster thing that they would they could cook the turkey in, which is I don't is even hilarious. know what you're oh, talking about. You say this up. like, I know my way around a kitchen, Yeah, I totally I, I don't. I forgot.
1: I don't know. Mac I just show cheese. up and food is done. You just show up and I eat and it's yeah. glorious. I don't
0: know, but what, now my uh, my one uncle likes to smoke ribs, so okay. we do uh, we do some barbecue for yeah. Thanksgiving, which is pretty fantastic. Nice. And then I'm a mashed potatoes and gravy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. That's, Love a, that's probably my favorite side item. Um, that and stuffing, mm. and I don't need fancy stuffing. Ooh,
1: and beer or bread.
0: Beer or bread is good.
1: Beer bread with anything. Any kind of bread really is really fantastic. I'm a biscuit person. Nice and heavy, starchy bread. Yeah. I like
0: a biscuit um, with anything. The other day, we found a restaurant that, and on the menu, the on the website, it is they describe it as biscuit forward cuisine, and <laughs> I, was, I was like, yes, please. So let us know what your go to uh, Thanksgiving items are. Um, as far as dessert goes, are you a Thanksgiving dessert person?
1: Um, I am a pie any time of year person. So yes, I knew
0: there was a reason you and Nikki get along so well. Yes, Nikki is also pie
1: over cake any day.
0: Oh man, it's going to really depend on the cake. No, see, it's all very uh, pie. It's all very always pie. Dependent on what the items are for me.
1: I usually request a breakfast pie because I am not into cake. Interesting, or I mean, a birthday pie, not a breakfast pie. A birthday pie.
0: Like I'll pretty much take a bread pudding over anything.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I haven't had a bread pudding since when I could have gluten. So I'm not really sure how that would be (laughs) gluten free. Like there's plenty of, you know, bread and cake and pie gluten free options, but like they're not the same, you know, they're just a different thing. So I haven't had a gluten free bread pudding of Mm. any sort. Let's see how that goes. You know, oh, you know what would be really good? Gluten free coffee cake.
0: Coffee cake. That would be really good. Coffee cake's even good without the coffee part. It's true. I Don't even need the coffee. Just bring me the cake.
1: I, I'm I'm the other way. I, no the coffee. I can leave no, the where,
0: cake. Where do you stand on the pumpkin situation?
1: Pumpkin pie? Yeah. I stand wherever I can fit the most of it in my mouth.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good for this podcast. That's good. Um, now, as far as pumpkin spice, everything on earth. Oh you, no, how... no, no 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 no! Just give me the pie. Okay. I will do most pumpkin spice things. Like I am pro pumpkin spice latte. Really? Um, the... I'm n- I'm not. I just, oh, absolutely. I want the
1: regular latte or the mocha latte.
0: Yeah. Uh, pumpkin spice is good to me. I'm like, you know, I'm not picky. As long as it tastes good, I'm good.
1: But I do drink cinnamon tea all year.
0: No, oh, nothing wrong with that. Um, but I went to the grocery store last year and they had pumpkin spice Cheerios. Ugh. Yeah. And that's ended up about how they were. It ended up being essentially like someone had taken all of the nutmeg on earth. <laughs> and dumped it into a box of Cheerios and shook them up a lot. That
1: sounds terrible. It
0: was awful. So you know, do you oh. know
1: did they sell well?
0: I have no idea. I know there. <laughs> I know this year when I went there was I a ton more pumpkin spice things than there were last year.
1: I think that every year, every year there's so many more.
0: Yeah, and I th- you know it's hit or miss. It depends on the product. You know, like it's donuts, like pumpkin that, spice donuts. I feel like pumpkin spice.
1: See, that makes sense. But it's a
0: donut, so That's I mean, like
1: cake related, right? But like. Pumpkin spice Cheerios seems like the Cheerio equivalent of like how Oreo has started doing all of the things,
0: which are also very hit or miss depending on what you get.
1: I have no interest in trying any of the random yeah. Oreo things. I only want regular double stuff Oreos ever.
0: Uh, well, since I will say this, and I was didn't think I was going to be this guy, um, and since we're down the snack food rabbit hole, I'm just going to keep going. Uh, I saw Oreo thins, and I laughed, like you know the super thin Oreo. Mm-hmm. Um, because I thought it was going to be like a hipster invention, much like alcohol or sparkling water that's boozy now, like, because people can't drink regular alcohol anymore. They have to drink sparkling water. Like
1: I still like beer.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I don't just, it makes me laugh. Sparkling water with alcohol, just, just drink or don't. And so when I saw Oreo thins, I was like, okay, but I had discovered this. So I think we can all universally agree that the worst part of the Oreo is the cookie, right?
1: I mean, the cookie is good. But it's just not as good without the stuff.
0: Right. You so, need the stuff. So here's what they've done. The Oreo thin is the perfect ratio if you have the normal Oreo cream amount, right? So like what you're mm-hmm. saying is okay, correct. Yeah, you have I the, increase regular, the stuff and right, keep
1: the cookie the same. Right.
0: So thick cookie needs double stuff. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Regular amount of filling Oreo thin, fantastic. Huh. So they're out there huh. and, you know, they're... Less calories, I guess, because it's less cookie.
1: Interesting. Yeah, you can only get the, the standard size Oreo and stuff in the gluten-free variety.
0: Come on, Oreo. I know. Step up that well, gluten-free game. It's
1: not Oreo. It's some other brand. Nabisco? Or, Nabisco doesn't make a gluten-free Oreo. Let's go,
0: Nabisco. I know. Get on it. Get shit together. All right. So this, is, this just also illustrates how long this contest has been going on. For our costume contest is that we have fully gone into another <laughs> holiday. From <laughs> we're discussing from, different
1: food from Halloween and we're all the
0: way over to Thanksgiving. So let's dial. Let's go back a notch, and uh, we are here to uh, sort of wrap up part of our costume contest. So th- first of all, thank you for everyone who has entered our costume contest. Once again, it was a uh, quite a success, and always uh, this year the individual category. I was way impressed. Um,
1: yeah people stepped it up notch this year absolutely
0: and and a few of the group ones were really really well done like out and about really doing like creative shots outside and so those will those will be really cool and we'll have those on our social media Um, I still don't think that anything's going to top the first group winner from last year they were really good and I mean they you know there was like what There was like 12 of them. them. It was a lot lot of them. So, you know, they had And they covered a lot
1: of variety of Gilead.
0: (laughs) Yes. And so if you haven't seen that, I'll repost those because those are outstanding. But it was a a group of people that did it for work. I guess their office does like your department does a themed themed. for Halloween. And it was just outstanding. But these are awesome. It sounds like a fun office. In a completely different kind of way. Um, And of course, the pet ones are always fantastic because the amount of pets that, you know, get get thrown into handmade costumes. I really love
1: seeing how the pets react to it. Yeah, because some animals do not no. enjoy the dressing up no. and some don't seem to mind it at all.
0: And I will say uh, kudos to the owners that the vast majority of the ones I saw were not dogs in the cone of shame. So it's that true. was good. So I feel good about that because I always feel bad for the dogs. They don't really have well, a I choice. mean, if they
1: have to wear the cone of shame anyway, you might as well make it funny. Uh,
0: and I had to laugh because one of our entries this year is very akin to our winner last year in that the winner last year was Ninja the cat, which was literally just a cat with one eye with a paper towel over its mm-hmm. head wrapped towel. in a wrapped in a blanket.
1: Red blanket. Yep. Yep. And so there's great. there is one of one of the ones so also is, it helped that the cat's name was ninja.
0: It 100 percent helped that the cat's name was ninja for sure. Um there was another one eyed cat I saw they did not enter the contest, but I saw another one eyed cat. It was pretty hilarious. This was, year? Yeah, it was after the contest was over I saw it. Um but this one is a dog that it looks like the shot happened by accident. Um it's a, shop, a red shopping bag and a coffee filter, and I'll leave it at that. Um, but it's fantastic. I saw it, and I was like, that's accidentally amazing. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> like, that's awesome. So we will be announcing the uh, group winners. Actually, the group winners will be announced by our uh, judge, Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, Storm, who we appreciate for taking the time to uh, not only do an awesome interview, but took the time to take a look at our group finalists and judge them appropriately. So we'll have the audio of that and the video of that uh, up on our social media so first of all, we do want to take a big thank you to all of our sponsors, because without the sponsors, no one gets prizes. Because uh, we are not we're, we're cash poor. We're gonna say cash poor. <laughs> we can say that, right?
1: I mean, you know,
0: we're a small independent so. podcast.
1: This is our this is our job that cost us money.
0: As much as people would like to think that um, we have some kind of connection to Hulu, I'd like to reiterate that we do not. Other than that, I love them all, and they take care of us, but not in the
1: financial. Yeah, way. not in the monetary sense. No,
0: and that's fine. Because they've taken care of us in a lot of other ways that we very much appreciate. Very true. Uh, so our our, our sponsors, uh, we got to give a big shout out to our friend Mari and Melaney Mal- Davis in Atlanta for the Beehive in Atlanta, and we want to talk a little bit about them because they kind of came in late in the game because Mari and I have the same brain, and so we get things done at the same pace. <clears throat> but <laughs> that's true. The you store, do. the store in Atlanta. If you're in the Atlanta area, or if you're, you can check it out online: thebeehiveatl.com. dot it's a fantastic store. It's a boutique with um, all local Atlanta uh, designers and creators, and not everything is like just about Atlanta or Georgia. They do have stuff that's like themed that way, but it is all kinds of stuff. We went down there. Yeah. And, uh,
1: ridiculous handmade jewelry selection. Yeah. I mean, just ridiculous. I really should have left my credit card in the car. Yeah, it's Would really it's really
0: plan. fun, and uh, Mari and Millie are awesome, so they do a great job. And so you should definitely check them out. Our other uh, sponsors are Fanmail, who we've uh, done. We've got a, uh, unboxing videos coming up from them. They are uh, rolling out a new box. They used to do a subscription box monthly and then bi monthly that was Lady Geek themed. Uh, now they're rolling into a premium subscription box, fully endorsed by uh, all the people involved with Charmed. So it'll be all about the TV show Charmed. So if you have a very charmed person and uh, love the show Charmed, you should check that out. It's called Charmed Box of Shadows. You can find them at myfanmail.com. Uh also we have the Feminist Sticker Club which we love. So um you can find that at feministstickerclub.com and that is probably if you're looking for the overall value of your uh, purchase for the holiday season uh, I don't know that you could get much better than a $3 a month uh, sticker club
1: and they're really good stickers. Yes. Yeah. I got my first one recently. I was pretty Oh yeah. About it. Yeah, I was really excited. It's like such a nice little surprise to get in the mail, like among the bills. Right. There's this happy little surprise. Yeah, and that's
0: one of those things like you almost forget that you do it. Oh yeah. You, you forget like during the month you're doing all your stuff and then yeah. bam, you get a little gift. And I mail.
1: really like that I didn't get a hey heads up your sticker is coming like right. I get from subscription boxes uh, sometimes. I don't like that. You wanna I want to be, be surprised. It's worth it. I want to come home to a box and be like, yay! I had no idea. I don't need to, I right. don't need yet another thing to obsess over. It's nice to be surprised sometimes.
0: There's so many things to obsess over. Uh, one person we do obsess over is our good friend, Mary Wiesinger. It's because she's children's a children's book author. Pretty awesome. Uh, I think she's going to come on the show next week, I think. Yay! Because yeah. um, I asked her to come on. So if you are not familiar with her, she is an author, friend of ours. She does children's books. And she's got two books out, two book series already published. Uh, one is My First Science Textbook, uh, Science Wide Open is the other one. And uh, they are both about science, obviously. The first one is geared towards uh, your little guys. So, like, you're, uh, you know, two, three. Yeah, very, very small. small. Yeah. Um, and it's like Pete the Proton. Like, first science yeah. books kind of deal. Uh, do you have those for?
1: I don't have those. We have some of the other set. Oh, uh, you have um, the Science Wide Open? Uh-huh. We have uh, chemistry and physics.
0: So, tell them about that. Tell them about um, the science So,
1: Science Wide Open, it features um, a girl every time in interested in STEM, like, learning about it. The chemistry one, I think, is the one that we have read the most, and it features um, awesome women throughout history that have done landmark things in chemistry, um, and you learn a little about them and a little about the science, and it's super cool. My son digs them.
0: Yeah, so check those out. That is uh, Mary Whissinger, and you can find her at marywissinger.com. Also, uh, I found this by accident. I was so happy I found it because they have some amazing stuff. Uh, they are It's exactly what it sounds like. It is the Feminist Pencil Project, and um, essentially what it is is pencils with uh, all kinds of things written on them. They have uh, they just put out one, I think, after the election that is like a has to do with all the women that have been elected into the into Congress. There's a Beyonce set. There, <laughs> there's a Michelle Obama set. There's an Oprah set. They do all kinds. So so we uh, touch base with them, and uh, they are going to do a uh, Handmaid's Tale themed pencil. Um, still, I mean. With- you kind of have, kinda, kinda to, have right? to, right? Uh, so we're, we're patiently awaiting those, and as patiently as I can be, because I'm really excited to see them. Uh, so we'll be throwing those away. But you can look them up um, on the Facebooks and on Etsy. It is the Feminist Pencil Project. They have some awesome stuff. If you're looking for a, like a stocking stuffer for someone who is a Christmas person, then uh, that could be Definitely. a good one. For sure.
1: They're also semi-local to us. They're from Illinois.
0: Oh, there you go. Uh, And last but not least, the aforementioned folks at Hulu who um, are always great to us. And uh, we're giving away some um, 30 days of free Hulu to some people soon. And also uh, a bigger prize that we can't mention yet because I have not quite decided in my brain how we're going to give it away. But it'll be totally worth the wait. Trust me. Tiana's seen it and she took pictures of it to make it look pretty for me.
1: Yeah. At first he opened up the thing that contained it and I was like, please tell me we get to keep this. (laughs)
0: Unfortunately, we did not get to keep it. as uh, I, so I'm super jealous. Yes, of whoever wins. So. Uh, yes, everyone will be super jealous that is a fan of the show with whoever wins this. So thank you to our friends at Hulu. Uh, we appreciate them as always. Um, and you should uh, go subscribe to Hulu because they have some very cool stuff out. And um, just so you know, in the future, in case you didn't know, um, with the uh whole Disney buyout of Fox, Disney now owns 60 percent of Hulu, and have already said that they are going to inject more money and more content original content into hulu which is uh, mouse money is only a good thing that's what i say
1: i've been wondering if some of the disney content that's currently on netflix is gonna just hop on over to hulu
0: well it'll be interesting because they are doing their own like disney plus i know um so it'll be interesting to see how they split it they already have
1: several of their own digital streaming properties as well yeah
0: so they'll consolidate it all i know i can't decide though if they're gonna keep all the marvel stuff separate or if they're gonna roll it into the Disney one? I kind of
1: feel like, where do you draw the line? Marvel? Lucasfilms?
0: I think it's just got to be all, hopefully it's all just under Disney. My guess is that they'll keep all of that. All the properties will be under the Disney. And then whatever, like, original content outside of that, maybe they'll throw to Hulu and go that route. Um, Because 60% of a thing is a lot of a thing to own, especially in content. Yeah, in today's world, that's that's quite a lot. And and like I said, mouse money is good money to have when you're trying to keep up with the Netflix somehow unending pot of money that they have. And Amazon.
1: When you call it mouse money, I picture like Monopoly style money, but it's like Mickey instead of Monopoly. That's what
0: I think of, you you know, mouse money is, it's like, you're talking about like three empty buckets of money. I don't know where Netflix gets their money. I have zero idea. Magic. I don't know. I don't understand. I know where Amazon gets it. They get it from me and you and everyone else on the planet. That's
1: true. Um, I mean, Netflix does too, just like a smaller percentage.
0: But they make so much stuff. Like the, I just,
1: This is why we don't run Netflix.
0: That's right. We're not smart enough. Maybe we'll have like a Handmaid's Tale like spin off show. What do you think? What would you spin off if you could spin off a thing from Handmaid's Tale?
1: Moira's backstory. Yeah? Yeah. Just go back.
0: That's what I would say.
1: And maybe like the building of Little America in Canada.
0: Mm. They could do, they really could do, like, a whole prequel series on, like, really the roll-up to Gilead and go into more yeah. detail yeah. on like that what, part of it. Like,
1: maybe, like, what is happening in different places across the country and outside of the country while the war is happening? Exactly. Or maybe this was, like, like a Palestinian thing, like a seven-day war. <laughs> like, yep. we don't know. Right.
0: We, we don't know at all.
1: I mean, they did apparently nuke the shit out of a lot of places, so yes. it could have been very short.
0: So says the map. Um, or maybe they'll give Crystal her wish and have like real handmaids of Detroit. <laughs> I forgot. <about>
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a real House Housewife show, but I feel never. like no never. I feel like I have a really good understanding just from the random like clips that have been referenced oh, and other things that I watch. I see like three and a half seconds. I'm like, yes, I feel like I have a good beat on that show now.
0: Yeah, there was a period where Nikki was a big trash TV, reality TV person. I can't do it. It makes me nuts.
1: It just, it makes my head
0: hurt. It's bad all right so uh, to kick uh, once again thank you to everyone because where we started was the costume contest and thanking everyone for entering it we went down a snack food rabbit hole and now I we're I mean here.
1: really this is how my brain works yeah this all is the time.
0: welcome to the podcast um, so thank you to everyone who entered thank you to all our sponsors we appreciate it we love you um, now as I do it every at the beginning of every show we try and give you an update on anything new and exciting that is going on in the world of The Handmaid's Tale um, and from what I can tell as of today There are no new developments as far as Season 3 goes. I know that it is filming. um, And once again, I will reiterate that there are tons of social media pictures of people who are apparently living in Canada whose buildings that uh, Hulu is using to film the show. And so if you go out to Facebook and look up any of the Handmaid's Tale, especially the official group, lots of people with lots of pictures that I can't believe that they let them take um, to talk about the season three of The Handmaid's Tale. So lots of a lot more than I was really expecting to be able for a person on the street to have a picture of. So there are some spoilers. I will say that um, I won't tell you what they are. If you have not seen the most recent batch of anybody who's uploaded them, um, there's probably some things you may not want to know if you're a not spoiler person. So just know that going in.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that there have been a lot of those, which I kind of just assumed was a byproduct of filming in Canada. Like maybe the rules are different. But this has been an Unusually long time without any, like, bombshells from them. I feel like last season changeover, they did a lot more, like, sprinkling out news yeah. throughout the time in between seasons. This feels like we've gone a long time without any, like, yeah showstopper announcements. Yeah, we
0: haven't gotten any, like, official, official news for sure um, in a while, I think, since the award shows, really. Um, so I don't think there's been a ton of other information. The only thing that I do know that is involving A Handmaid's Tale person is uh, the film Cam, C-A-M. Uh, for those of you looking for something to watch on Netflix, uh, not with your children. Uh, Cam, it's a movie starring Madeline Brewer. It is a Netflix original, and it is out right now. And it is actually really good. I watched it the other night, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit, but uh, it's been overwhelmingly positively received. It's like a, If you're a Rotten Tomatoes person, to make your judgments, it's at 93% for the critic score. But now, um, I feel like it's time to give some winners for the pets. We're going to announce the pets. The pets are the pets belong to us. It's because the they're the category. cutest. They are the cutest. Um, so we are going to go in reverse order from third place to first place from our finalists. So I'll allow uh, I'll let Tiana do the honors here to uh, start us off.
1: So third place is Michonne Chihuahua,
0: which is a great name.
1: It is. I read that uh, that handle. And just like, it took me several minutes to calm down from laughing to be able to look at the picture.
0: It's pretty <laughs> awesome. And that is the one that is the, uh, like the grocery bag and the coffee filter. So you, you'll, you'll check that out. It's going to be on That's our social media for sure. Uh, second place we have Tara Blackwell. And who is our first place winner? Tiana. Jennifer grandpa's. Courtney. Jennifer Courtney, lady with two first names. Yep. Congratulations. Jennifer Courtney, your pet.
1: This is a nice two first names. Sometimes when I meet somebody with the two first names, it just weirds me out. I kind of like this one, though.
0: Jennifer Courtney is a pretty It, it mm-hmm. rolls off the tongue. Mm-hmm. It's good. So congratulations, congratulations to Jennifer. Jennifer. So now uh, here to announce the group winners, which, we, again, we had some fantastic, uh, like almost professionally shot kind of things this year. I was really impressed. Like, I'm always impressed with the cosplay people who, like, you know, try and do it as authentically as possible with the costumes to begin with. But then, like, these people are, like, out walking around. They really... They the could pie.
1: have been extras. Yes. <laughs> I mean, really.
0: Yes. I mean, some of them were that good, and they went out and, like, went out in public and set up the shots over by this by a wall that looks like the that wall. That looks
1: remarkably you... like the, the show. Like, yes. Like, I looked up some stills from the show to check and see if they were in the actual location. Yeah. Because it looked so good.
0: Yeah. Some of them were really good. Uh, so, Lizzie Hale, our group judge from the band hailstorm you can find more information about them at hailstormrocks.com they're currently on tour in the united states and uh you can find them at hailstormrocks.com you can find lizzie on instagram at official lizzie Hale. once again lzzy for those of you keeping score at home uh lizzie hail at instagram official lizzie Hale. um so she's going to let you know who has won the competition for the group costume contest here we go
2: Hello ladies, Lizzie Hale here, and thank you so much for letting me judge your Handmaid's Tale cosplay. It was amazing to look through all of these photos, and I have picked my top three. So we're gonna start with third place. Third place goes to Lisa Eisel. Hi Lisa. What I loved about yours is that you actually put it in super modern spots that like I recognize and it made it feel kind of creepy to me because it could totally happen. Like that's the whole point of that whole series is because it, you know, we're not that far off. It could happen. So I thought that was really awesome. Um, Second place is Veronica Sermakova. I am so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your last name, but Veronica, I thought that what you did, what you and your friend did was awesome because you actually depicted a critical scene out of The Handmaid's tail and it just, they're on the bridge and she's with the baby and then you start realizing kind of, wow, they kind of have some power over these people. So I thought that was really cool and that you made the extra effort to do that. Um, I'm also glad that there were no baby dolls that were harmed in the making of that photo. All right, for the first place, you ready? First place is, let me find it. <clears throat> Andrea Olegova Again, I'm so sorry if I'm, I'm mispronouncing your last name first place. Okay. I loved these photos because when I opened them up I swear I thought that you just screenshot you know, from From uh, wherever you were watching The Handmaid's Tale from because they look like promo shots They look like something that they were using for the actual series. So it was super creepy very moody very awesome Thank you so much to all the ladies for all of your cosplay and uh, stay strong. Raise them horns. Love you. Thank you so much, guys.
0: All right. So thank you to Lizzie Hale and congratulations to Andrea Olagova. Am I doing that right? Andrea Olagova. I did do that right. Good for me. Uh, Once again, these pictures that she has were pretty fantastic Um, and job well done by her.
1: Yeah, and whoever was taking those shots. For, seriously. Fantastic.
0: They, were, they were really good. So kudos to everybody uh, for doing stepping up the game this year, especially in the uh, individual and group categories, for the quality of the pictures that we got. So we, uh, we're very happy with our entries for the costume contest this year. We will have next week, we will have the announcement for the individual category. Um, we had a bit of a delay, but I think it's going to be a good delay because our judges for the individual category are uh, Ever Carradine and Stephen Kunkin. Or as you know them, the Putnams from The Handmaid's Tale. And they are currently filming on the show and Ever is going to be in Toronto. And so I got an email that said, hey, she's going to be in Toronto, back in Toronto on Monday to see Steven. Would it be okay if they do it next week? And I was like, absolutely. And they also added a little, we might do it this way. And so if that happens, I'm going to be the happiest kid on earth because uh, it'll be a great surprise for everyone. And it's really like if I had to like draw it up in my head, this is how I would want it done. So uh, next week we'll have the big individual category to announce. And uh, so stick around for that. And you will definitely hear from us about that. So, again, thank you, everybody. Thank you to uh, Lizzie Hale. and Thank you to all our sponsors. And now we're going to roll right into some podcast content. So. Now, we had talked about this in, a little while ago, and I believe, you know, we did the Scary Movie Podcast, which was essentially our first ever non Handmaid's Tale pop culture podcast. So this is going to be our second one, uh, because what we're going to talk about today, uh, aside from Madeline Brewer's film, uh, Cam, is going to be non Handmaid's Tale stuff. Because, as we said, not a lot going on right now. Um, they're up there in Canada filming, which in November, as you can imagine, is probably not the uh, most pleasant. A little chilly. A little chilly up there um it's been chilly here
1: like minor parka weather
0: right <laughs> minor parka um so we're gonna talk about some other things that we watch because we know that uh you watch other things and we also watch other things again we do not go into our cave after the handmaid's tale is over and come back out again there's no hibernation we continue to consume content like normal humans all right guys gonna take a little break and tiana's gonna tell you about a brand new sponsor to the show
1: Hey, this is Tiana from Mayday. Just wanted to let you know about a special offer from one of our awesome sponsors, Lola. It's a company that was founded by women for women's needs, and they make your month a little bit easier. Lola offers pads, liners, and both BPA-free plastic applicators or environmentally friendly non-applicator tampons. Lola's subscription is super flexible, so you can choose your mix of products, your mix of absorbency your number of boxes, and how often it's delivered. You can change, skip, or cancel your subscription anytime. Just for Mayday listeners, we've got a special promotion for 40, yes, four zero percent off all subscriptions. Just visit mylola.com, M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, and enter promo code MAYDAY when you subscribe for 40% off of your Lola subscription. M-Y-L-O-L-A.com, promo code Mayday for forty percent off of your Lola
0: subscription. Give it a shot today. So Tiana, tell tell the world what you've been watching. I'm very excited about what you've been watching, and I I'm sad that I have not been able to start watching it yet, but I I will very soon.
1: The main show that I have been watching lately has been both Riverdale season two and leading into that, Sabrina. Right. So Sabrina on Netflix is uh. Related to Riverdale, like, they exist in the same world. So, like, it's a neighboring town of Riverdale. Sabrina
0: is Greendale. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah, I think it is actually, it's referenced a few times in the most recent season of Riverdale. Like, they they go to Greendale at one point and, like, somebody gets dropped off there. Dropped off, air quotes. (laughs) Um, And, you know, they mention it here and there. But... Uh, just like as a neighboring town, like it's not because like kids in Riverdale know kids at Sabrina's school, like they're just a neighboring town. Um, but anyway, Sabrina has been like the best surprise ever. I mean, we, we, my husband and I watch Riverdale together kind of as like a both hilarious laughing at ourselves for watching Riverdale. (laughs) And also like, it's just really interesting to see something that like, I read like classic Archie comics as a kid. Like they were, they were sold not as regular comic books, but as right. like a compendium. Yeah, you know, and you mm-hmm. can buy all of those. Sure. And I have, I still have a lot of those. Yep. Um, I wouldn't let my son read them though, because they're pretty sexist. <laughs> a little bit. Um,
0: <laughs> when most, yeah, of your, they, they uh, don't hold up. When a, when a lot of your plot line revolves around Archie and two women fighting over him.
1: Yeah, and the the women are like the two stereotypes that are allowed of young women at the yes. time. So anyway, yeah. Don't hold up real well. But anyway, that is my reference point for Archie. So I enjoy like how wildly different Riverdale is. And also, I really enjoy seeing all of the horrible cliches. I really do. <laughs> they make me laugh. It's great. Um, But anyway, so Sabrina uh, is the new Netflix show. Unlike-
0: now, let's take a quick pause just for people who don't know it all. Sabrina is Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
1: Yes. So if you were young in the 90s <laughs> and watched uh, Melissa Joan Hart playing Sabrina the Teenage Witch, this is that, only way darker and way funnier. Yes. Both at the same time. Yes. Um, so, spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear anything that'll spoil any bit of this series for you, now is the time to shut this off. Because I'm just going to talk about it. I've seen every episode except the last one. Oh. I'm planning on watching the last one tonight. Nice. Um, I'm 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 happy, sad to be reaching right? the last one. Like there's only ten episodes, so I'm pretty bummed it's over already. Um, but it looks it looks like it's going to be a good one. Um, okay, so I'm assuming if you're still listening, you're down with spoilers for Sabrina. So the cat doesn't talk. Well, let me tell you how happy I am that the cat doesn't talk.
0: Happy that the cat didn't talk? I'm
1: I'm really happy that the I cat. I really could go talk. either
0: way. Because no. Salem Salem on the old school Sabrina was pretty funny. I mean for the I mean, show that it was. He
1: was. I mean, he was also like a terrible puppet yeah. cat. Right. You know, like it it looked pretty bad. Sure. Even for the time it looked pretty bad. Oh yeah. And I enjoyed that like it was a, you know, snarky side character, but I think in this show it would really take away from all of the great work they have done making this feel real. Yep. Um, and it, I just, I don't need that. That's I don't good. need a snarky side character because in this iteration of Sabrina, she's got the snark herself. Like she is a for real teenage girl. Mm-hmm. She, you know, her friends call her Brina. She love hates her two aunts who have a really believable sisterly relationship with each other. Um, one of the aunts repeatedly kills her sister and then buries her in a specific plot of land on their property that will bring her back to life because, you know, she's a witch and they have special soil. And so that's the thing. Um, But they, they do it in a really like tangible, realistic way. Like they run a mortuary. So there's lots of good reason for there to be dead people around all the time. Um, She has a cousin who lives with them, who is on house arrest, like witch house arrest. (laughs) He literally cannot leave their property. Um, yeah, because there's like a whole witch like, society. Fantastic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like witch government. Right. There's which like trials and you know uh, the rituals are very, very Catholic and like how prescribed they are and like who is expected to do what and you do you know you do basically uh, uh, what do they call it for for Christianity which when thing? you're when you're like twelve or so oh, communion. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So they basically have like witch communion when you turn 16 yeah um appropriately you're 16 instead of like a more innocent 11 or 12
0: right
1: um where you're it's called your your dark baptism and that's like your induction into official like witch life yeah um you know you're a witch before that you can do some magic before that your like formal witch education doesn't begin until that point um and so it's really like your, it's really your, your, like your it's first very communion, communion. much like your, your first
0: like bar mitzvah your it's like whatever your are yeah your, your your coming of like age. all rolled up into it's your one. witch coming and of it's very it's a very
1: witchy yeah um
0: <laughs> it's very witchy it
1: is and it, it's very witchy um and this show does a really nice job of blending like real teenage life problems family drama things um, struggling with your own identity and who everybody else from different parts of your life thinks you're supposed to be, which is a very you know teenage thing to be struggling with, especially for girls, um, and also like legit horror,
0: legit horror,
1: legit horror. Because like, if you watch the, tr- just the trailer, if you have for this watched is... The Walking Dead. It's very easy to imagine. That some people who were tired of being overworked in the zombie machine of The Walking Dead were like, "Let's go do this other show. It looks pretty fun." Um, <laughs> because there are some for real super gross things, yeah, um, and some that are. I mean, it's not like The Witch, the movie that we watched right. that really freaked us out yeah. level, but it's it's definitely up there. It's yeah. I, for a little while when we first started watching it, I forgot it was a Netflix produced show, and oh. I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> Um, cause I was thinking of it more like I think of Riverdale where it right. feels very, you know, WB Scandal mm-hmm. of the Week kind of thing. Right. Um, but it's not. Yeah, it is, that's it thing, is a like, Netflix produced original series right. and it shows.
0: Cause Riverdale is on C, it's on the CW or what is it? W, I, I it's don't know. CW What now. do they call it now? I think it's I don't the know. CW. Yeah. We'll I mean, in my that. mind it's the still w, the WB. WB. UPN. What are we- uh, UPN <laughs> even
1: is like after I stopped watching most <laughs> right? of their things.
0: Uh, yeah. So- yeah, Sabrina is decidedly Netflix so that yeah, it is it, dark. it gets to do its own thing. If
1: you dig stranger things, Sabrina will be right up your alley.
0: But more gory than stranger things like more
1: gore. Well, I think it's just that the gore is less spaced out. Okay. I think it's like the same level of gory. It's just it happens more frequently. It's a very short season. like I said, it's only 10 episodes mm-hmm. um, and you have a lot to unpack in those 10 episodes. Um, but it's very much in the. It's not. It's not anything tonally like Stranger Things. The the material is really different. The kids are older, so they're just dealing with different life issues. Yep. Um, Satan himself is a kind of important character in this one. Yes. Um, so it's very rooted in reality slash belief systems that currently exist, whereas Stranger Things is much more fantastical. Yes. Um, but. It, it's much like Stranger Things in that, like, the crazy shit that's happening is very well woven into these characters' real everyday lives. I say real like they're, like, real people. <laughs> into their not-weird-as-shit everyday lives. Into like, the story going to the school. of this, yes. Yeah, and, like, like throughout the show, Sabrina winds up eventually going to two schools. Each school is very different. She has, like, different friends-slash-frenemies in different schools and you know she's still her like she is still very true to herself and a really well defined character in both places she reacts to situations a little differently in both because the environment is different um but it, the character is really well developed um one thing i was a little bummed about is like now at the very end of season one they're just starting to explore developing some of the secondary characters mm. that i was really interested in the whole time yeah. Uh because they seem uh, they seem engaging on their own like sure. not like you know i'm not saying anybody here is a moira <laughs> right. but they do seem to have their own set of interests and backgrounds that seem worth exploring and we're just now in the last two three episodes really starting to explore that they do to one episode in the season that really focuses on the secondary characters where sabrina it's she's it's her first weekend at her new school um that she goes to on the weekends uh poor girl school every day.
0: No, is that which school on the weekends? Uh, yeah, which oh, okay. school
1: on the weekends, uh, mortal school during the week. Um and the the mortal friends at her regular school are kind of like off on their own like mystery like it's a very Scooby-doo adventure. <laughs> yeah. Um I really enjoyed that episode. You get to see them like interacting with each other without Sabrina there and like Sabrina is mentioned and they're thinking of like her in this situation uh, but they, you know, they think she's out of town and unreachable. Right, this. she sort of is. Um, she's just not where she said she was going <laughs> right. to be all weekend. Um, and it, they have this really interesting interaction. It's a very creature-heavy story in that particular episode. Um, yeah, it's it's really great. I'm I'm glad they're starting to explore those characters, but like, I'm bummed. I'm going to have to wait basically a whole year to learn anything more about anybody yeah. in this show. Um, yeah, that's
0: the hard part about binging things, right?
1: I mean, yeah. And like we do a slow binge in this house. I don't know if any of you listeners have uh, kids my son's age. He's eight. Um, He is up just late enough and we have to get up just early enough that we don't have a whole lot of time after he goes to bed that we are still awake and functional and not working (laughs) um, and and able to do something like watch a show before we then need to go to sleep. Um, so, it's, it's a slow binge in my house. It takes us a couple of weeks, at least, at the very, very least, if we're really dedicated to get through a 10-episode series. Um.
0: Yeah. I, 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 am not, obviously, my, I, I have a teenager, so my life's a little yeah more yeah, open to binging. it's different when
1: you can be watching things like this and your child is awake in the house and it's okay if they wander in the room. Right. like, my, my kid's, yeah. like, still at the age where he would be traumatized. Yes,
0: for sure. Um, and that's what I would say, is, like, she's, my daughter's just getting into the point where she's, like... She's so like me, right? And we've talked about this during our Scary Movie Podcast, that she is, like, loves the idea of scary. She loves the concept, the plot, the characters, like, all the cool, because she's, you know, she's a teenager, so all that stuff is, like, you see it, and it's like, oh, that's awesome. But we're also, like, super big. Ba- also,
1: she's into creative things. So oh, yeah. So she's also into, like, the mechanics yes. of, like, how did they do that?
0: Absolutely. Um, and the creativity, all, all of it, right? But but she's also like me in that she's the kind of gets baby scared. Um, so... She's just now kind of rounding herself up into where she's like, "Okay, Dad, we can watch Sabrina." Did watch. she watch Stranger that's, Things? She has watched Stranger Things. Okay. Love Stranger Things. Okay. Big fan. Um, and so that was that was kind of her first foray into, you know, not horror, but that kind of yeah. you know, dipping her toe into it. Oh, that's and,
1: so sweet. That was also my husband's first time, <laughs> and Sabrina is his second. <laughs> that's a whole another show. He's really like. not into horror things. Oh, that's
0: hilarious. Um. But yeah, this is going to be, because Sabrina is, you know, from a, I think from a creepiness standpoint, um, in that it's less monster driven and more mm-hmm. people driven from a, most of it, yeah. um, and more like culty and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing mm-hmm. where you, you could think some of that stuff is more yeah, than Yeah, it's like, another. it's
1: like if you mashed up Stranger Things and The Craft. Right. You get And Sabrina. so
0: it, it's a little more realistic, um, and so she's going to dip her toe into that and so that'll be interesting to see how that goes. Because um, she also like me likes to instead of like watching the scary movie, read about them. Or now that YouTube and there's tons of these shows that like talk about all the scary movies and like dissect them. You she'll mean, watch like those. We do with right, the anime exactly. Yeah. So? Mm-hmm. Um. So she'll watch those, and so it's pretty funny to Listen to her, and she's because like, I'll I'll mention some scary movie that you know I've watched, and she'll talk about it. And I'm like, what What do you even know about? She's like, Oh, I watched a YouTube video about it. And I'm like, Oh, this is
1: like the how kids today do Cliff's Notes.
0: Right. And I used to do like Wikipedia. <laughs> I would go read it. Like that's how I learned about it. like even so far as like whenever paranormal activity that's how I knew what that show what movie was about because I would go read about it on Wikipedia because I refused that spoil to watch it? it yeah but I wasn't gonna watch it so it didn't matter because <laughs> it scared the hell out of me um so okay so, so so Sabrina like any any negatives other than the they don't spend a ton of time on the um side characters
1: hmm. not really I feel like there are some episodes where I wish they uh either gave just like a little a little bit more uh thought to how they were portraying the horror thing like there are a couple of scenes where like they did some they did some special things to make like this death let's say look really realistic but then like this thing that happened right afterward that is also like kind of horrifying to see was just like not as realistic yeah. um and you know that's I think it just is a marker that like we have become accustomed to really excellent effects and right. really like if stuff does not look so real you might throw up like right. it's not good enough. Yeah. Um, but that's really the only other thing I can think about, and I only thought that like twice throughout the series that's where good. I was like, eh, I don't know. you can tell that they're not really doing that particular thing. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to watch it. Yeah, it's really good. And it's hilarious. Like not like you're not going to be laughing the whole time, but there are going to be a lot of times through each episode where you're like, ha! you get a good you get a good understanding chuckle. Yes. Um, And then there are some outright funny. Nice. Places, so, yeah. Um.
0: So as far as what I've watched, I've been watching a ton of things because my house is shutting down early these days um, so everybody can sleep and I'm not necessarily an early sleeper. So it gives me a lot of time to watch things on my own, which I dig um so i did watch cam a uh, new madeline Burr movie on netflix and we had talked about it several times on the podcast because we knew yeah, about we knew it, it was coming, yeah. yeah we knew it was coming and that it was you know she was playing two different roles in the movie and so essentially what it is is she plays a cam girl which is i guess uh, on these websites where you could just join and then watch girls who have webcams mm-hmm. do whatever um a lot not,
1: of it is like fantasy fulfillment stuff. Yes. Not all of it, but yeah, a lot of it.
0: It was interesting to me because I was in my head thinking it was gonna be all like sex stuff and it is obviously very sexual because mm-hmm. you're sitting there watching a girl doing whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's really like
1: And there are boys too that do this. Like this yes, isn't yes, just yes, a right. female thing, no. if you're if you're not familiar, this is definitely all gender. Yes.
0: For sure. Um but this specific one that she's on is just all women. Um and essentially most of it was guys telling her to do stuff. So she has a cam and then she's got like, essentially like what is a chat group and it's a room that she has. And so the bulk of part of the story is that there are all these girls that are cam girls for this one website. And I guess the higher they rank, the more money they get. And so that's the goal is to rank as high as possible. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much comes into you have to do bigger, better, crazier things oh, to yeah. get ranked higher.
1: So are, wait, are they ranked by the viewers?
0: They are ranked by the amount of money that they... Cause they oh, you, okay. You can so, get like,
1: their profit right. determines their
0: rank. And, and I'm not even so sure because it's never really explained. Um, but the people that are in their rooms can give them tokens... And I'm not sure if that equates to real money on the other end. Like if they get a certain percentage of that money, I assume they do. So like you'll be sitting there, and she'll be talking to the people who are chatting with her. Right. So like she's talking to the camera, and the people on the chat room are responding to what she's saying and telling her to do stuff. And she'll be like, a thousand a thousand tokens for a thousand credits for whatever if you want me to do it. Uh, and I so see. they will yeah, give yeah. it to her, but it's all in credits, so it's like in the site's money. Sure. So it's not like we're giving so you a thousand dollars.
1: The, people, the viewers have to buy the credits, right. and then a certain percentage of whatever Correct. that is gets passed on yes. to
0: her. And so the more they get, the higher they rank. And so the more they get, like, all at once, and it's live, so, like, if she all of a sudden gets 30,000 credits, she jumps up high, but it doesn't mean she's staying there. So it's, like, a live thing. So in mm-hmm. order, order to stay ranked high, you have to, like, do all kinds of crazy stuff. And so essentially what happens is she, you know, you go through several parts of the movie where you're just showing kind of the webcam thing. Mm-hmm. And the opening scene is very intense. Um, I'll talk about some trigger stuff in a minute because there's several things here for people to know. Um, but one time, one morning she wakes up and she turns on her feed and someone has hijacked her feed and is essentially using her account. She's already online. It is already live and she's been sleeping. So it's clearly not her, but when she turns it on, it is her somewhat, it, Essentially, it it's looks her. like her. It looks like yeah, her. Yeah. It's basically her uh, doppelganger, if you will. And in the in the in the movie itself, it's Madeline Burr playing both roles. So it mm-hmm. is basically the same person. And so she is trying to figure out what the hell is going on. There's she tries to do tech support to help her get this person off of her feed, and she can't.
1: Tech support for the... Yeah, they have their own tech the, support. Oh, wow, yeah. interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, I forget what the website's called no, off the top of my head, but... Um, so, obviously, she's trying to figure out who has hijacked it, and why do they look exactly like her, what the hell is going on, and um, there's a lot of other dynamics, like her family, her brother knows what she does, her mom doesn't know what she does, um, and she, in her feed, spoiler alert, doesn't necessarily do anything crazy sexual, mm-hmm. like, There's no other guys involved. Um, There's sometimes there's two girls, uh, but never like in a overly like not like going at it. Not like pornographic. Yes. No. Um, Doing things with each other, but not that. Yeah. Um, She is topless and part of it. But even that is, you know, not done for the whole thing. And so essentially, it's just these guys asking her to do weird things. Everything from like.
1: So very like fetishistic. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not. Standards, not sexual
0: acts per se gotcha um so yeah just doing all kinds of crazy stuff um, and it gets into like stalker things because there's a certain person that i guess she has had contact in the past there's a little there's some aspects of it that aren't really explained to you um as far as why they are uh but it's overall it's really well done and she's really good in it um, all the performances are really good i thought they did a really good job of um not making it overly pornographically sexual, like sexual act based and really giving it an authenticity. And I think obviously it's obviously why that is. If you read anything about the movie, the person that wrote it was a cam girl herself. Mm She is a former sex worker, as they say. Um, And she wrote the screenplay for it. And so that's why there is a obviously level of authenticity that I don't think you could have gotten from someone who didn't do it. I mean, you can do your research and whatever, but this gives you a kind of real view into what it's really like. Um, and there's, you know, there's typical things you would think of, you know, with a site that has, uh, she's trying to break into the top 50. So there's obviously hundreds of girls on this site. And so she, you know, interacts with some of them because some of them are in the same town as her. Huh. Um, there's like a house where some of them, I don't know if they live there, but they have their webcam work rooms there. there. Um, and so they interact together and there's the competition and interplay between them um, and that kind of, you know because she thinks maybe one of them is responsible for having taken over the feed. Um, So there's a lot of different subplots, um, including the stalking with one of the guys that is in the room that is uh, like a member of her room that, you know, is a Hmm. consistent participant, I guess is one of her big fans. Um, And so, yeah, it covers a lot of ground and gets into a lot of areas Hmm. of that kind of thing. And I think, like I said, with the person having written it, being a former you know sex worker and doing those kinds of things i think she has probably experienced some level of all these things and i even reading some uh reviews from people on social media that had just watched it and one person was like you know i have friends who do this and was mentioning a specific scene that she's like inevitably this is always what happens um and i won't spoil that for anybody because it's you won't be surprised by what it is but it's 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 definitely a uh a really good movie. And like I said, it's 93% of Rotten Tomatoes. And for all of the things that Netflix puts out. It, the bulk amount of the they put out. It's really hard sometimes to find out what is good and what is not. Yeah. That is my only complaint with Netflix. Yeah. Um as I described yeah, it one you can, time. You
1: can't really trust the rating system no. on there.
0: No, not at all.
1: Part of it is based on people's actual ratings and part right. of it is based on like does that movie get watched a lot and like right. over and over by the same people? Exactly. So it's really you just it's hard don't to know.
0: tell. And even Rotten Tomatoes, like it's hard for them to keep up, I think, with the amount of content and have like reliable people that review it. Because I mean, like this sense. month yeah. they're putting out like fifty Fifty-seven things of original content it's just a ridiculous amount of content well, for anyone also, to like, keep up with
1: of all of the people that review things like how many of those people actually are like this is their perfection right exactly <laughs> they, they right. think critically about movies for right. a living
0: exactly like we get early screeners of the handmaid's tale but we are not like professional critics of nope. the handmaid's tale right um and we can even i've even gotten uh, screeners for things on netflix and the process of getting things from netflix is entirely different from how we get them from hulu and is a lot more difficult Um, so it's very interesting to me because I, finding out what is good and what is not is very difficult. And I think that's kind of part of their strategy is, yeah, you're going to try things. Exactly. You'll go there and you'll watch it and you're either going to like it or you're not, but at least you watched it there. Oh, and here's that other thing that you might like. And it starts right after the movie. Just (laughs) three seconds, after. three seconds later. Um, so so I would definitely check it out. If you're a fan of the Handmaid's Tale, it is very dark. Um, it is not the.